Hey guys, this is Steve Newland with the Find Your Money Path show. Hey, it would mean so much to me if you just took a couple seconds before you listen to this podcast and left a rating and review. I can't tell you how much that helps other people find the podcast and engage with what we're doing. I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, I've got a special episode for you guys today. I'm joined by a guest. Her name is Amber Blanford. She is a professional organizer with her own company. It's called Joyful Spaces. We're going to get into it in just a second, but go check out her website. It's joyfulspaces.org or her Instagram, and that's at joyfulspaces, J-O-Y-F-U-L-S-P-A-C-E-S, or she's on Facebook at joyfulspaces.org. So go check her out, and I hope you enjoy this episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how an outside, and you can think of this as an unbiased, non-judgmental perspective on our situation, whether that's with money or decluttering, how can that help us make a breakthrough or how can that help us make progress? Welcome back to this episode of the Find Your Money Path show. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Amber Blanford. She's the owner of Joyful Spaces, which is a professional organizing company here in Atlanta, Georgia. She's also a member of NAPO, which is the National Association of Productivity and Organized Professionals. And we actually met uh, about a month ago or a few weeks ago, and we just got to talking about there's a lot of uh, similarities between decluttering and, you know, just organizing stuff and things and money and finances. So, we're going to go through and talk about some topics that overlap both of those areas. So welcome, Amber. I'd love for you to tell the audience just a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Thank you so much, Stephen, for having me. So part of what I do is help people to declutter and organize their homes. My background is in spiritual care. So I've worked in both hospital and hospice settings, as well as a bereavement coordinator. So I've helped people with the emotional attachments to their stuff, to their things, and help coach them through the letting go process. So I deal with a little bit deeper stuff rather than just the physical. So one of the things I think that an outside perspective can provide is, and I think this is hugely important, is just the importance of knowing that we aren't the only person who's struggling with decluttering or being disorganized or not the only person who has debt, not the only person who doesn't have an emergency fund, not the only person that doesn't have a budget, we oftentimes think that we're the only person going through something. But in reality, there's hundreds and thousands and millions of other people who are literally experiencing the exact same thing as us. I mean, if you think about like decluttering, this is an extreme example, by the way, not everyone is like this, but like they made an entire show out of hoarders. So (laughs) there are other people out there. And again, I know that's an extreme example who are going through this and there's, you know, entire radio shows dedicated to financial help. So I just think that's hugely important when you know you aren't the only one going through it. It it just helps you be able to move forward. And an outside perspective is oftentimes the only thing that can provide that. Yeah. So I think outside perspective is really important. It's something you know, each person has our own lens and also has our own expertise. And so if you go to the expert in whatever field that you're struggling with, you're going to get expert advice. It's not like you're just going to a friend and asking for an opinion. You're not pulling a Facebook group, right? It's really an expert who, who is trained, who might even be licensed, and who has the experience to give you that unbiased report. 
And so I think being able to go to an expert is very, very important for that assessment and for the follow-up. I think and about it already, right? With other, yeah. yeah other. Well, the first things that come to mind is like, we go to like a counselor or we go to a doctor, you know, just because what they're able to do, um, just like what Amber and I are able to do with our clients is when we're not in the situation so like money and stuff like money and things are super 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 emotional things and so it's almost impossible to look at those things if it's if they're your you know it's your money or your things it's almost impossible and maybe it is impossible to look at that without emotion but when i'm looking at amber's budget or she's looking at my you know car being cluttered she can she can look at more of just the facts of without the emotion that I'm viewing behind it. Now she might take that and I might take that into consideration, but you just have a clear view of this is what, you know, these are, this is just what it is. Here's maybe the path to move forward. I, th I think of this, this thought just came to mind, but like think about WebMD versus going to a doctor, right? Like if you go, and you could argue maybe WebMD is an outside perspective, but it's really, you're filtering it through your own perspective what you're like, what you're reading. You go to an outside perspective, you go to a doctor, because if you go to WebMD, you end up with the very worst possible thing, diagnosis on there. But a doctor is able to take that emotion out of it and say, yeah, it's just a cold. You're good. I think you'll make it. Yeah, you're not going to die. <laughs> right. And, and um, one thing that I'll tell you that I've seen too, is that working with outside perspective Oftentimes, when we're looking at our own situation, we're thinking it's so much worse than it actually is. I can't tell you how often I hear people say, this is probably the worst budget you've ever seen. And I'm like, nope, not even close. But that's what they're feeling. That's what they're thinking. And so to have that outside perspective, I can say, look, this isn't that bad. I mean, I know, I know it feels bad. And I know, I know from your perspective, this feels bad. But I'm, I promise you, there's a way out of this thing. And there's no way they would have been able to see through, you know, through the woods. But in reality, it's just a couple trees. But I'm able to provide that perspective because I'm not in the woods. I'm outside or I'm above it and I can help. Sure. Right. Yeah, I agree. And it's not your budget. It's not yours personally. And the same is true when I visit clients in their homes, right? So, well, first of all, to visit, to invite someone in into your home there's there's trust right there right and that could be scary even just to say okay i'm willing to call and after i call i'm setting up an appointment for a consultation okay wow she's actually coming into my house and she's gonna see my clutter should i clean before she gets here or not i don't know you know all of those things are already coming in and now it's 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 daunting for some people right it's very overwhelming to have someone especially an expert organizer come into your home and, and to see the clutter, and I've had people say the same things to me, right? Like, this is probably the worst you've ever seen. I'm sure, to you know, I'm sure this messy closet is overwhelming you. I'm sure all of all of this is happening to you and you you are now feeling awful about yourself. And, and for me, it's not because it's not my house, right? And it is, I have no attachment to anything in someone else's house, none. Absolutely not. And so I can really bring that clear perspective to be like, okay, and that's what I ask people. Do you really love this item? Do you use this item? Do you like this item? Yes or no, right? Some very simple, basic tools, but that sense of being overwhelmed and uh, 
you know, having clients think that their clutter is overwhelming me is really projected on, on their part, right? Because they're saying, I feel so overwhelmed with all of my clutter. You must feel overwhelmed and ashamed about my clutter too. When they answer it truthfully, 100% truthfully is no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm here to help you get through it. I am not affected by your clutter. I don't live here. Right. But then if you ask me about my house, oh yeah, I have to clean because the clutter drives me nuts in my own house. Right. So it's this, I get it because I also have a house that sometimes is cluttered and that I have to clean. So mm -hmm. I understand where they're coming from completely, but it, I am being very honest when I say it's not affecting me. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's so easy for us to be like, I think, I think critical, like, oh, yeah, like think about celebrities, right? Like, oh, can you imagine, can, like, can you, can you think about like, why did she marry that guy? Or why did, you know, why did they say that? Or why did they do this? But then if we look at our own like behavior, you know, it's a little harder to be like, well, why did you make that questionable decision by dating that guy or by, you know, saying that wrong thing or posting that on social media? It's just, it's just easier to look at and see other people's see opportunities for other people instead of our own that's just the reality it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what field you know you're in another thing and i i love this word it's kind of a buzzword lately accountability this to me is the secret sauce of having an outside perspective when when we fall off track you know with whatever we're making progress towards whether it's again you know organizing a room or organizing our car decluttering our car or you know just just trying to get a handle on paying off debt or building a budget. It's not when we fall off track or sorry, it's not if we fall off track, it's when we fall off track. Mm -hmm. Accountability helps keep us on the road, on the path, instead of veering hard right or hard left. And then all of a sudden we lose any progress we had made up to that point. Accountability to me equals longevity. And what's the point of just trying something for a few months if you're never going to hit that goal you intended to hit in the, in the, in the first place, it, you know, this is, it's just a reality of life. It's just, we just need accountability it, and it just helps keep us on track. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's also really tricky, right? Accountability is hard. Mm -hmm. um, in some ways from both perspectives. So, so from, from the professional perspective and from the client perspective, and I'm spitballing right now. So I'm just, Let's, I just want to play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking as, as a professional, it could be challenging because you want to keep kind of keep people on track and keep them going. And then they may not. And then, you know, so it's this dance, this movement back and forth. But then really as the person who's seeking advice, it, it's like, okay, how can I find an accountability person? Are you know, what is that going to look like? What, what does accountability mean? How can we define accountability in this particular relationship or in this particular situation? What is it that I need? How can I articulate what I need and ask for that from someone? And then what happens if they don't follow up as the accountability person? You know, like, I just, I think, I think it's a little muddier. I think there's more there uh, that's more complex and complicated. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think there's some truth to that for sure. And, you know, some people, I've, I've just seen this, like, I, I mean, personally, when I was paying off my, you know, my debt, I, I didn't necessarily have accountability. Uh, but, yeah. so I think some people are wired um, 
to, you know, if your why is strong enough, you might not need, you might not have as much of a need for accountability, but I am a believer that it can never hurt. So, um, you know, but it's, it's a very vulnerable place to be when you're, you know, opening yourself up to continued accountability. That's a, it's a tricky place to be. But I think, again, I think it helps with, you know, a lot of these things that we do, we might come in and help for a few sessions here and there, you know, and we might have a plan and a, and a track, but if ultimately that, that client doesn't continue with that lifestyle and those habits, they're going to end back up in the same spot they were before. Um, so I can help someone do a budget for one or two months, but when I'm not there, are they, are they, have they built those habits to do it? And accountability to me is the one tool that I think is effective at building the habits because habits take months to build. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's just the mechanism. I think that an effective mechanism to do that. Yeah. And that reminds me too, just the effectiveness of support groups right whether that's online or in person and so that's similar to accountability or that included under accountability where you have a group of people who are experiencing the same thing but able to come together in a place and say you know what oh i'm not the only one who feels that way i'm not the only one who has a storage and two car garage full of stuff i'm not the only one who can't sit at their dining room table whatever it is uh to to feel that sense of community accountability, but also that sense that you're not alone in the struggle. Yeah. And accountability, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be a professional. Like this can be a support, a peer group, you know, it, it, it absolutely doesn't have to be a professional. One, one example of one company that I think does this fantastic. And it's, I, I really think it's at the core of their model is Weight Watchers. So they make you come in, I think it's like once a week, or once every two weeks, however often it is, and you have to weigh in, and then like that's a publicly available number, from what I understand. Hmm. That's the purest form of accountability. Like, can you imagine if every week you had to post a picture of your messy closet on Instagram, or you had to post, "Here's my bank account balance today." <laughs> like, I mean, that's it's pretty out there, you know. But yeah. that's what they're doing. Obviously, it's in a safe environment. That's you have to have that. Yeah. Um, I don't think Instagram is a safe environment <laughs> to post, uh, to post certain things, but, um, but yeah, I just, I think that's an interesting example in it and mm-hmm. it, it just helps push people forward. So um, and little- it, what it does too, is that it takes things out of the darkness and sheds light on it. That's spot on. Right. And so if we have a closet full of clutter or a bank account, that's really low, or maybe like credit cards that have accumulated lots of debt, then we may, not want other people to know about that. But the moment that you can name it and say, you know what, I have a cluttered pantry. Then you're shedding light on it and you're saying, okay, now I'm inviting myself to do something about it. I'm at least admitting it. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Uh, Just getting it out there is good. So let's, let's kind of transition and just talk briefly um, just about what are some things that are needed in an outside perspective kind of already hit on this earlier, but I think um, the biggest thing is you just need someone that's safe and that can establish trust. It might sound simple, but you know, if you don't have that, that's at the foundation of an outside perspective. You're not going to go to a doctor that's like you found on Craigslist. You want to hopefully they have like a nice office and like, and the staff, you know, they take insurance and they're not like just taking cash. Like you want to go to a, you know, a doctor you trust. 
another thing that I think is, is hugely important is someone who just asks good questions. Uh, to me, that's, that's it, you, you know, because the, the outside perspective is only as good as the information that it is potentially receiving. And so you get that person has to be able to, to dig in and get those answers. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen this Amber, but like, I'll work with somebody and then find out three, three meetings in that like they have this other debt that that's, not that they haven't disclosed or that they haven't showed me and you might they might have another um room or they might push put stuff under the bed that they might not show you i don't know i'm just i don't know if that if you no you're you're spot on with that because yeah. i think you know in any relationship you're kind of you're testing testing the waters right and then there are even these five dynamics of of group development relationship building where you're you're kind of performing at the first level so you're allowing people to kind of see you and to um, everyone, everyone's happy, everything is good. And then, then when the trust is being built, that's when you're like, okay, now that you're more comfortable with me, I'm going to actually show you my garage or I'm going to actually take you to the basement that I didn't even tell you that I had. Right. And so that sounds similar with the debt too. Like, as an organizer, I always ask as I walk through the house, is there anything else that you'd like to show me or only show me what you want to show me, right? Because I, I want to build that trust and I, I never want to do anything that they don't really want to do, yeah. including showing me things that they don't want to show me and they don't have to, you know, that's, that's not for me to know. I am in the zone of where they are and what they want me to see. And I know that's how you do it as well. Yep. So that's, that is, those to me are, are the two, two of pretty important things that are, are, that need to be there for a, um, a good outside perspective. You can have outside perspective, but I think without trust and without someone who's curious and asks good questions to get to the root of things, it may not be as good of an outside perspective that you could have gotten otherwise. The other point I wanted to mention was this, um, and, and this might be tied into trust and asking good questions, but Donald Miller, he wrote StoryBrand and just kind of talks through um, just how to communicate with customers and clients. Um, one of the things he talks about, though, is the need for the outside perspective or, or you as the guide or the professional to have empathy and first Empathy has to be first and then authority. So you've got to have both of those to be considered a good and helpful guide. Empathy to me is, it helps establish trust. When you say things like, we've kind of already hit on this, but when you say things like, you know, look, I know, I know it's stressful to, to, or embarrassing to have all this clutter. I know it's stressful to be in debt. That just establishes trust with the client. And then obviously you have to have the authority, which is, you know, I'm a professional and I, and I do this and I'm a, you know, I know what I'm doing, but those are two other things that I think are important. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned empathy because here are my notes, I have it circled and starred that I wanted to say that too. I think the em empathetic and understanding perspective is so crucial, right? Because you can have all the credentials in the world. You can have all the best questions. You can have everything else. Perfect. But if you don't have that connection with the person, then all, all bets are off, right? And so I think in finding any professional to work with, regardless of the avenue, then it really can, to focus on and to trust yourself to say, okay, this person makes me feel comfortable. I feel like I can be myself around them. I feel like they really understand me. I feel that I'm accepted, that I'm heard, that I'm whatever it is that you need to really trust those desires 
and to find a professional who's in alignment with those desires, who meets those needs. Because then, like you were saying, Stephen, you can bring in the credentials and be the professional and the authority and all of those things because you have that real sense of trust and value and connection. And in the same way, I know that all clients aren't my clients, right? Just that's, that's the reality. And I'll let them know, okay, you know what? I think I actually know someone who will be a better fit for you. And I'm willing to say that because I want them to be the right client for me. And I want me to be the right organizer for them. There's got to be a connection. One of the things that I, I love and that I think is just so important and it's connected to accountability, but it kind of branches out further is the, the piece of partnership, right? And so when you have two people either going through the same thing or one person going through something and they, they need help from someone else, right? We all need each other. We're not silos. We're not here to be individuals, even though our current society tells us that we are. We really need one another. And so I'm just thinking back to my grad school days, I actually had a girlfriend of mine just come and sit on my bed. I was packing and I'm like, I don't want to pack. Packing sounds so overwhelming. Let me just have a friend come over. She was just a block away. So she came over actually on her lunch break, sat on my bed. We talked, we had a great time. And by the end of it, I was all packed and ready to go. So I think, you know, think about those people in your life who can really help you, who can be a benefit to you to help get you to where you want to be to accomplish your goals and to you know who's who's your friend that you want sitting on your bed while you're doing something you don't want to be doing um, but that you need to do maybe setting your budget or decluttering a closet or wrapping presents if you don't like wrapping presents whatever that is figure out who those people are and connect with them yeah i think that's i think that's that's exactly right so well, I hope today's episode was helpful for you and just um, seeing the benefit that an outside perspective can provide for um, for your situation. Again, whether that's decluttering or, you know, trying to get on track with finances, it's critically important. And we, we use outside perspectives in almost every area of our lives because I think we innately know there's value to that. So thank you for listening in today, guys, and I hope you have a good rest of your week.